Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who has stuck with me through the ups and downs, Heather. I'll be there for you. Oh. For your ups and downs. That's right. Thanks. Yeah, and ho- hopefully the, the ups uh, balance out the downs, but uh, it doesn't always <laughs> feel that way. I feel like we're going trending more up than down, if that's what you mean. I hope so. I hope so. We've got to look on sure. the positive side. Got to be upbeat about things. A little wore out from all that going up instead of going down. Well, yeah, at least on <laughs> roller coasters, going down is the fun part, isn't it? <laughs> that's true. Uh, well, today we, we have another fun show planned. We are going to be talking about swings, the ups and downs in income. Yeah, bada bada. <laughs> oh gosh, it's baseball Whoa. season, isn't it? <laughs> I, it is. It is. I, I think. I think swings in income are important. Um, I, I think this is an important topic for people. I, we we all have shifts in our income or changes in our income. Uh, now, nobody nobody lives on a fixed income. That right? But I hear that all the time. You hear it all the time. People. You hear oftentimes you hear people who are retired saying, "Well, I live on a fixed income," and okay, yeah, you have a certain amount that comes in every month. So does everybody else until that changes. If you're employed, you're on a fixed income. You have a regular fixed salary every month that comes in, but then at some point you're gonna not have that job anymore. Guaranteed, nobody out there works forever. At some point, that income's going away. If, if you're retired, you have the income you have, but the stock market could tank and that could be gone, or there are a whole number of things that could happen that will adjust that income. It's not fixed as much as you'd like, you'd hope it would be. <laughs> yeah, but like you said, not everybody, even if you have a normal job, has a steady income. That's right. the same every week, every month, every year. I think that that's probably more often not the case than is the case. Right, right. And so... Incomes change, and as a result, it's important to have a plan in place for when that happens. And by having a plan in place in advance of, of these changes that you know are going to come, then when, when a change happens, either a good change or a bad change, you're not stuck wondering, what do I do now? It's not a, it, if you can pre-decide these things, it's a non-issue. Well, I'm not saying it's a non-issue. That's probably a bad way to say it. If you predecide these things, you at least know what to do, and you and you made those decisions when you were not panicking or when you were not overjoyed with all this extra money coming in. That now you're going to make an emotional decision, good or bad. Right, and your income. This might surprise you all, but it actually impacts a lot of things. Uh, oh, it does. Yeah, it's kind of starting mo- money. Money and income influences things. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and income in particular because it's kind of your starting point. So it kind of impacts you know how much you're spending, how much you're budgeting, what are your financial goals. It also, as you mentioned, impacts your stress levels. Oh, so, really? It, uh, yeah, I can relate to that. I think <laughs> <laughs> money definitely impacts stress. Right. So to your point, if you can have a plan in place, hopefully it'll have a less of an impact there. Yeah. And I would say that if you haven't put a plan in place, if you haven't talked to your spouse about this plan, odds are 
you probably aren't agreeing on it. Uh, I think that's a pretty safe statement to make. Generally speaking, at least in my experience and in my talking with, with different friends, they don't start, Heather and I didn't start on the same page. I'm guessing a lot of my friends don't start on the same page with their spouse about these things. Most likely your spouse and you aren't on the same page with this if you haven't talked about it. So it's an important thing to t- discuss. Okay, so let's dive in a little bit more and clarify what we're talking about when it comes to a swing in income. So we're going to kind of look at this in three different aspects, I guess, or ways to look at it. The first one being, this could be a good thing. It could You could have a swing in income because, hey, you just got a promotion or a raise, or maybe you have a new job, a new career, you graduated college, and now you've got this new opportunity or maybe it's a bonus. Maybe your company is having a great year and you got this extra bonus. So, you know, those are all examples of increases in income, which in my mind are positive. So I just to be clear, in case you were not aware, David, <laughs> I am pro these swings in income. Oh, you are? These can okay. come at any time. Okay. You know, even so if we're if not I fully wanted- prepared... I'm not going to worry. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'm so pretty you'll, confident you'll, we you'll can take, handle it. You, you won't mind if I get promoted without asking you first. Exactly. Okay. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll figure it out. I'm not. T- we'll weather that storm if it comes. So, um, yeah. Uh, okay. I'm okay. a good, big fan good of to those. Know. Good to know. Okay. That, that You are unusual in that way, that you don't <laughs> mind extra money coming in. All right. Well... But but even though that that's a good thing and it probably is an easy thing to get on the same page, like it's easy to get on the same page about, oh, let's bring in more money. Yeah, that that's easy. What's not easy is what do we do with that money, right? Right. right? So we'll 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 talk about that. But um, the other thing that uh, that we mean about is with a swinging income, it could be a bad thing. So. Oh, the opposite of what I was talking about. Yeah, you were talking about good, so it could also be bad. Oh, you have to be so negative. Why do you have to bring the negative energy? I'm trying to put out into the universe oh my what I want to have happen. So you just you go ahead and talk oh about this gosh. one. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! <laughs> now I look like the pessimist. But there are two sides to every coin, and uh, in this case, you need to be prepared for what do you do in the event of a loss of a job? What do you do if you get a pay cut? What do you do if there's some unplanned need? Um, maybe it's un- unpaid leave that you have to take uh, for a medical condition or, I don't know, maybe there's a family emergency of some kind that you need to attend to. But there, there could be a whole host of reasons why, for very good reasons, maybe reasons completely out of your control, your income goes down. Well, yeah. Yeah, and I think you know, I think we've seen that in the last year and a half with this little thing we called a pandemic, which I don't think anybody could have predicted that. You know, you've seen restaurants closing and travel stopping and people losing their jobs. Companies and, shutting down. Right. And, and it's not because they were bad companies, not because they had bad employees. It's it has nothing to do with that, completely outside of their control. But that's the situation they're in. Right. So it does happen. Right. We don't want it to happen, universe. <laughs> and then, and then the third way is that there there could just be, it, it could be a neutral thing. It could just be the norm is swings in income, right? So this would be situations like. Tell me more. Well, I'll, I was planning to do exactly oh, that. Thank you. Sorry, I thought I thought you were waiting for <laughs> for a cue there. I was, I was trying to help so, you out. So so it could be uh, <laughs> situations like seasonal work. So maybe. You have you have a company, you own a company or work for a company that does 
uh, like lawn maintenance, right? Lawn maintenance or yard maintenance, which then maybe you switch in the winter to um, snow plowing, but maybe it doesn't snow as much all the time, or maybe you have the lawn company and it stops raining and now people don't want you coming out to mow their lawns because they're not growing, or um, yeah, I don't know, seasonal work. Um, you, you could be self-employed, uh, and then, or, or maybe you're a salesman and you're commission based or, or something along or those lines. Or you're a tax accountant. Yeah, or you're a tax accountant and you've got a busy season. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so tax accountants kind of know when their income's coming in, but, but there are other, other situations like, like sales, like commission based, uh, operations where, it, you, you may not know it may you may be relying on a couple big sales every year and so it's rather unpredictable you you're pretty sure they're going to come at some point but you don't know when yeah i don't think i'm cut out for that kind of work but you're absolutely right a lot of people that's the total norm for them and so it just takes a lot more planning on the part of when they're budgeting and goal setting and all of that but yeah. So, so there. That, that's essentially what we mean by swings in income. They could be plan. It could be built into your, into your plan. It could be a good surprise. It could be a bad surprise. So, what do you do? So, let's kind of walk through these. So, obviously, more money coming in. Um, that doesn't seem to be a problem, but it could be because what happens is it's often tempting to spend, or even some people may pre-spend, if you've ever seen the movie Christmas Vacation, um, where he uh, puts a down payment on a pool and then he gets the cheese of the month club or something. Anyway, not a good idea to pre-spend a bonus. But anyway, so a lot of times, you know, people think they've got this extra cash and it just, like, goes out the door and they don't even realize... What happened? Like, oh, I didn't even notice that I got this raise or this bonus. It's like, poof, it's like gone. And, and I think I think this probably happens the most to it's people. It's probably the norm. Yeah. If I were to guess, I would say this is more common than it is not. And to uh, me, it's just a missed opportunity, right? It's kind of what an opportunity costs where, like, you have this advantage, either planned or unplanned, and you kind of just messed it up. Right. I'm one of those guys that prefers to pretend that nothing changed, that nothing happened, and just automatically send that to savings. I know that that might be surprising. If you automatically send that money to savings, keep your lifestyle the same, then you're banking it, and it's just all... It's all gravy. It's all gravy. Gravy, is they Ride say. Ride that gravy train. That's right. Ooh. I think another thing with it is you really need to understand how much it really is. So... You know, you'll hear, oh, wow, I got a, let's do the math easy. I got a $6,000 raise. It's like, wow, that's an extra $500 a month. Holy cow, that's a lot of money. But then you get your paycheck and you're like, huh, that's something less than $500. Because, like a lot less usually. Yeah, because there's a little thing called taxes, at least in the United States, but I think every country has it. Or like if you're having 401k come out. And so at the end, you're like, wow, this equated to like 200 bucks or something. So you know, again, just make sure you think about, okay, rem- just be realistic on how much you're actually going to get from that yeah, and, increase in and income. And to your earlier point around how it's it's easy to just kind of let that money slip away, if if in your head you're you're thinking, oh, well, I can eat out this extra time or I can do buy this item, you might not be realizing 
that you've spent $300 over the month and you're really only bringing in 200 of what you thought was maybe 500 and now you're actually got a problem. Now you've actually taken a step back from where you were <laughs> even though you're making more money. Um, I would also recommend you you look at your budget then to determine where that extra cash should go. So this is this is the the planning part. This is the part the pre-deciding part that I was talking about. And and have this conversation before the before you get that that surprise raise or before you get that promotion. Figure out if when we get extra cash, where do we want that money to go first? I would recommend put it against your debt first. Knock that out, get that taken care of. After that, make sure are your savings goals being met? Are you doing well for retirement? Are you saving for your kids' college education? Is that stuff getting taken care of? And and then and then after that, those things, then maybe you could start to look at your lifestyle choices. Now we're talking. So I agree. Like you gotta get get make sure your goals are being met. But then Maybe you could look at your lifestyle, which this is the best part. There's so many options on how to increase lifestyle. If you need help on this, give me a call. I'll help you talk through it. But the most important thing here is you have to agree with your spouse. Um, You may want to add a third wine club, just for an example, but they may think, you know what? Two is enough. We don't need that third one. Or maybe you want to go on another vacation each year, but they'd rather have a new TV and sound system. So just make sure that when it comes to lifestyle, there's a lot of options, but you need to get aligned. You don't want to be living a different life than your than your spouse. Maybe you do, but you really should. Well, <laughs> if you do want to be living a different life than your spouse, <laughs> then you might be married to the wrong spouse. That that could be a problem. Um, yeah, and and it, yeah, it's okay to take some of that and to have some fun with it, um, as long as as long as you're meeting those initial goals of. Of, of debt against your debt and, and your savings, then yes, I, I don't see there being any problem with enjoying life. Wow, you bit. heard it here, folks. You heard it from the saver himself. So well, have a little fun. We'll have a little funsies. Ha- have a little, like a little <laughs> bit of fun. Let's not get carried away. Let's not spend it all, but let's have a little bit of fun. Okay, so then the opposite when we talked about bad situations or when there's a decline in income. And this this may not be bad in the instance, like you may be deliberately choosing this. You may choose that, hey, you want your spouse to stay at home, quit their job and stay at home and raise the kids and take care of the household. Um, and that's great, but the income is going to go down, right? Or, or maybe you're an entrepreneur and you've been working the nine to five gig and you know what, you're ready to do your own thing and go out on your own, but it's going to probably be a step down in income for the beginning. So it's not bad as in these are bad situations all the time. It's just bad as in your income may be going down. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, we did call this out as a, a bad situation. Nobody likes their income going down. But I guess it's, it's only bad in, in, in that sense necessarily if, if you're choosing to do it. If this is re- helping you reach your goals, then it's not necessarily a bad thing. And I would recommend in this case doing very, something very similar to when you have money coming in. You need to reevaluate your budget. Look at that. Identify the places where maybe you need to cut back in order to still achieve those goals. Because likely, your goals aren't changing even when your income is changing. You still want the same things you want most likely. It's just now you got to get there a different way. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. And 
And if it is a significant enough change, you may need to look at your cost of living and you may need to downsize or sell a car or, you know, you may need to, to take, a, take a step back and kind of downsize and cut some things at the beginning until the situation changes. And, and pending, depending on your situation, it's entirely possible that your emergency fund should be what's carrying you during this time. So if, if you're in a, a job loss situation, for example, where okay, you lost your job, you've, you, you have your three to six months saved up um, in your emergency fund. Yeah, that's, that's what you should be using. Yes, you should, you should reduce your, your other expenses as much as possible so you can stretch that emergency fund out as well. But, but this is the time to, to use that. Um, you don't necessarily need to go out and sell your car or, or downsize your house right away while you're looking for that next job. You, you see that next job on the horizon. You see that opportunity. Um, that's where your emergency fund can, comes in and can carry you for a bit. Yeah, and if you can plan for this scenario, so in, in the ones that I listed, like you're probably planful. You're probably, hey, I've been doing this side gig for a while, and it's getting to the place where, hey, I'm ready to do this 100%. So you know, hopefully in those situations, you have time to plan for it. So take the time, you know, put a plan together, stockpile some money aside, put enough in, away in savings to cover you for a while. Uh, it's really common when when people go out on their own and take a risk on yourself, which I think is amazing and awesome. But it's very common to build up a buffer. Because just think about it. If you're starting out on your own and doing your own thing, the last thing you want to be worrying about is like, how am I going to pay for rent or groceries this month? You're trying to build a business. You're trying to do this thing. So don't have that stress. You know, make sure you've got six months of expenses. You don't have to worry about it, that you can focus 100% on this business and not be stressed about your money. So prepare for it. If you know it's coming, prepare for it. And that's it. the save. The spender is telling you to save right there. So you know oh, it's true. Exactly. <laughs> And, and and then the, the third item, as we mentioned, is this neutral category where you're expecting these fluctuations. And I would say in cases like that, you probably have, if you're expecting it, it's you're probably expecting it because you have a history of this. You know it's coming because it's already happened. And, and hopefully you can use that history as a benchmark going forward to be able to look at those previous income levels, maybe on a month by month basis or a season by season basis, um, to be able to tell what should this look like? How should I be adjusting my budget in this season or in this month um, based on where it was? And, and you can make those adjustments on the fly. Yeah, and I think it's not just only um, planning for the income piece, so hopefully you have some history, but then how you plan your budget. So maybe, you know, you budget more for savings or spending less in different months and you, you, you pay bigger bills like when the income's higher. So it's also then how do you plan your budget differently? Because you're not going to necessarily be able to spend the same amount every month. So you might need to be think about, you know, maybe insurance instead of paying monthly, you pay it a lump sum once of the year in a month where you have a lot of income or whatever. So not just only planning the income, but then the budget you know, work through your budget and kind of be in that situation, you kind of got to look, you got to look at each month individually. You can't just say, Hey, this is what a typical month is going to look like. Yeah. Alternatively, you could, I don't know, everybody does it differently, but you, you could stash that money away, that insurance money rather than paying in one lump sum. If you wanted to, you could have a separate insurance account. Exactly. Stash there's there's lots there, of there options. There are plenty of ways to, to do plan this. For it. Yeah. Well, and kind of along that same point, you know, it's not a bad idea to build up some extra savings reserve. If this is your situation and your income is super lumpy, 
a more seasonal, you know, it's, it's, it's not a bad idea. It's probably good to have, you know, more than the typical, you know, we talk about three to six months of expenses, but maybe you want even more than that to help. Cause you know that during those lower income months, you're going to be running, you know, in the red. Um, my sister and her hu- husband actually have a seasonal business um, where the income goes down quite a bit in the winter. And so they like to have a certain amount in savings every year to kind of build up during their busy time in the summer to help cover and get them through the winter. So to your point, you know, their expenses don't necessarily change, but they've built up that savings to help right. you know, get through those, 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 uh, right. And those, those types of expenses, it's not like they can prepay those expenses that they have either. So, so yeah, they need to have that cash sitting there at the ready to, to cover them in the off season. Right. And, You've, you've probably noticed throughout this is that throughout all of this, of course, communication plays a big role. It's, it's having, that, having that conversation really ahead of time on what are you going to do um, in, in uptimes, in downtimes to make sure that you're financially prepared for it and how you're going to handle it. And having that, that clear communication with your spouse about your approach about what might happen and getting on the same page is going to make you uh, so much more successful. I think um, for us, it's been it's been helpful to really have that discussion at a at a line item level to say here here are the the line items maybe that we value most that we would put at the top of that list, and here are the line items that we value but we would value least and are probably going to be the first ones to get cut. And that's how our conversation is, has been able to develop is, is essentially rating those, those line items on our budget. Right. And, and again, I think I've said this a lot of times in this podcast, but don't assume that what you think you will do is exactly what your spouse would agree to because your spouse probably has a different idea and opinion. So you really do have to have that conversation. And oh, by the way, don't forget to listen to them, hear them out, make sure you understand where they're coming from and try to get to some common ground. Yeah, and listen to them really means understand their point of view, understand how they are seeing it, how they are feeling about it, not just what they're saying um, is really important. Uh, We we really want you ultimately to be intentional about your money. And so whichever way your income level goes, however you decide to approach these problems it's best if you pre-decide these things i really can't drive that home enough like when when this happens when your income goes drops down substantially it's going to be emotional it's going to be hard it's going to be hard to cut things um and so make it easier on yourself by by making those cutting decisions when you're able to think clearly and you're not in the thick of of going through that trauma or that that crisis, and then similarly, when it, it when it, your income goes up, it's super easy to get excited about it and to just want to throw that money out and and spend spend spend, or maybe it's super easy to just want to or save it all. save 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 right. And Somebody so might want to do that if you can pre decide and have those those discussions when they're not real, then it's easier to go in a little bit more unbiased. And yeah. make the wise choice. And even even if you can't plan for what's going to happen to your income, we're not telling you that. Like you don't know necessarily what's going to happen. But like David said, you can plan for what you would do, and that really is going to help you be prepared at a high level and remove a lot of the stress when the situation comes up. You'll be more prepared and not have so much stress. Okay, so we really want you to continue this conversation with your spouse or significant other. 
So for some of you, this may be more of a hypothetical situation versus something you've actually experienced. But we want to make sure you are prepared if something like this does come along. So talk about both scenarios. If you got extra money, what would you do with it? And also, if you lost a portion of your income, what would have to change in your financial situation? So David. Heather. If we decided that you should quit your day job and become a YouTube star full-time. Ooh. Right. Wow. What would we have to adjust in our lifestyle to accommodate the reduction in income? Reduction? That, that is, until reduction you make it big on YouTube and we both retire. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you're already I mean, have you YouTube not star. seen my YouTube channel? Do you Have you not been recognized in public That's multiple true. times because of the YouTube channel? <laughs> It's a good point. You're, it's kind of a big deal. Let's be honest. <laughs> you are a big deal. <laughs> no. So, yeah. If 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 we were to uh, have a reduction in income, the the first things that I would cut would be eating out. I know that'd be painful for you. You'd cut the vacation budget. Probably have to cut back on on all the booze. Sounds like nobody's uh, quitting their job anytime soon. That <laughs> we'd have to cut back on entertainment spend. Um, you know, there and then and then after that, it starts to get harder for me, right? Like, so then I'd be looking at, okay, can we? You know, like, I, you love to host people, but when we host, do we have to host as fancy of cheeses? <laughs> Do we have to have? I love me a charcuterie tray. The charcuterie tray might need to be scaled back. Maybe like they, a like American cheese. Slices? Maybe it's. Are a, you thinking like? Maybe it's American cheese. Maybe it's Ritz crackers. Oh my god. Maybe it's. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the the Oscar Mayer bologna laying out. You know that kind of a charcuterie. What about the tray. easy cheese. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be a different. It'd be a different kind of charcuterie tray. I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, things like that. And then, and then looking at other events, like, I don't know, birthdays and Christmas holiday kind of stuff, how we, you know, gifts to each other might be a little different or the, you know, I think there are, what I'm saying is there are opportunities to scale things back. And the look I'm getting from you right now <laughs> is telling me that's not how you would approach this. Am I right? Uh, no, it's not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, you're terrifying me right now. I literally, because I literally was just telling you right before we started recording this podcast that you should quit your job because you're really stressed right now and I don't like it when you're stressed. I hope my boss isn't listening. Hi, boss. You're the best. It's not that you don't like your boss. It's just a stressful time right now. Everybody has stressful times at work and not stressful. But anyway. Um, I love my job, by the way. So, yeah, <laughs> we love your job. I love your job, too. But my first thought was that nothing would change. Um, I guess that what would have to change would our savings would go down. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so... so I noticed that you nothing, didn't reduce any of the savings. It was all the spending. Nothing would, would be so impacted, basically, I, in our lives, except for our... <laughs> Financial future, our the security in our financial future is what we'd impact. Nothing else. Got well, it's it. kind of hard because, like, right now we're not doing anything. We're in this pandemic. We can't go anywhere. We can't even go to a stinking restaurant. Like, I mean, I'm lucky. You're right. So I get some wine delivered, 
at Singapore prices, but um, yeah, it's a different. The pandemic's a little different here than it is in the U.S. Um, in, in that, yeah, we never really left lockdown here in Singapore, and so restaurants never have really opened, or they've opened for a few but, weeks at a time. But for me, in the spending area, if if I had to like go to a spending area, if you were gonna like force my hand, you know, let's have a real time. <laughs> so this is this is how the compromising starts, right? He wants to cut all spending, I want to cut all saving. So we got a compromise. For me, I think it would be in vehicles. So like we've talked about replacing vehicles, you know, more frequently or nicer, and maybe we would have to um, maybe not do as nice of vehicles or, you know. Got it. Okay, so you want to get rid of the one-time <laughs> expenses, and I want to get rid of the reoccurring expenses that we hit every single month. <laughs> well, Interesting. There's, there's maintenance on those. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> So, I, I guess more to come. I let's think, hope, I think listeners, an argument, let's hope that nobody loses their job anytime soon. I think an argument could be made. Uh, I, I'd have to put crunch the numbers on this, but I, I might be able to make the argument that we'd save more money my way than yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, as you can tell, that that's an interesting conversation, and there's more conversation to be had on that, no doubt. And I'm sure you're going to have a, a just as interesting, maybe more so interesting conversation with your spouse. Um, but thank you so much uh, for, for joining us on the conversation today. Remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us at, on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere.